8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. I think by year tonight, just about everybody has a viewpoint on two things. On on the one thing, which is the possible renaming of uh, the airport in Cape Town to whatever, and we have our own views on A, whether it should be renamed, and then if the answer to that is yes, what should it be renamed to? Everybody has their own opinions. We'll talk about that from 9 to 10. We'll try and get the big picture around that. You also, I'm sure, would have an opinion on, on what actually happened between Floyd Chivambo, the uh, EFF deputy uh, president, on the one hand, together with, uh, with what happened in Parliament around him, as well as Ismail Mamonia, the uh, deputy DG at, at Treasury. And... and one thing is having your own opinion or your own viewpoint. The other is us talking about it. And that's what we'll talk about for the first hour on the show. Our big hitter then is uh, Floyd Chivambo. And Floyd, good chatting to you and thanks for giving off your time. Yeah, good, uh, good evening, uh, Mom, uh, Ashraf, and uh, evening to this month of SAS. Thank you. You've obviously had a very, very hectic day, I'm sure, coming off the back of, of what happened yesterday. L- let, let's get to two issues. I mean, and, and I'm sure many of the listeners are fully aware of what happened, but, but here's it just so we can expedite. One is your, your questioning um, uh, Ismail Mamoniet's uh, control, if I can call it that, over areas outside his responsibility. The other is questioning why should a person who's a who's, who's who's not an african be on that specific committee um so so for the purpose of the discussion let, let's separate the two right let, let's get to the to the african one particularly because you know we all have opinions on on whether people do good work or whether they deliver and whether they should be removed or replaced but but to bring in a specific issue of <clears throat> of race and color is is what has certainly got many many people concerned. I see the ANC has just issued a statement right now. Also, uh, very very disappointed in 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 your pronouncements. Let's talk about that. Why why would you need to have actually specifically mentioned that Ismail Mamouniat not being or being a non-African needed to be removed from that particular meeting or committee? No, it's very sad. Uh that uh, either you or the people who assist you in the studio there in terms of the research didn't get you uh, proper information because there is no way in the parliamentary discussions where I said that uh, Ismail Mumanet must not speak because he's non-African. There's absolutely no way. Uh, actually, the, uh, the journalist who had written that first withdrew from that to say that she had misunderstood what was said there. So it can be a basis of a discussion because we never said that a person who is non-African cannot speak. I mean, we have been serving in the committee. The chairperson is, is of Indian descent, and we have never raised an issue about that. What we said was that Momo's micromanagement of national treasury smacks of a control and undermining of the African leadership that otherwise is designated uh, by the constitution, by the laws to run national treasure. That is what we said. And said that why is it that on even areas that he is not assigned to in terms of his line management work, he is the only one from national treasury that is dictating what should happen, what should not happen. Even on, on entities that appear before the steering committee on finance, uh, he is always interfering on SARS issues, 
on the FIC issues. Okay, on okay, okay. I'll tell you what, Floyd, let, let's do this. Floyd, this we'll, we'll, yes. we'll talk about, about where he's interfering in terms of, of what, what you're alleging, and we'll get to that in a second. Let's get the race issue cleared up. So if you're saying the original journalist mis- was misquoted or misquoted you and then retracted, uh, it's certainly doing the rounds just about everywhere. So let, let's get clarity on this thing. Yes. Uh, w- what did you say about Ismail Mamoniak with regard to ethnicity and race specifically. What did you say about that? I never said anything about his race or his ethnicity. I said he's under African leadership in national treasure. That is what was said. I'm sure even in the contents of the article, which you possibly would have read, you will never see anywhere where someone could me to have said that I'm questioning uh, the DDG's uh, racial composition. So I'm sure they can, they can actually quickly print for you in the course of the interview, and then you give me at least one quote where I say that he cannot speak because he's non-African. It is how the, the reporters wrote the headline that I'm saying that he cannot speak because he's non-African. I never said that you can get an opportunity now to verify it and then come back to me you will realize that there was never such a thing that okay. was said about his racial... All right, let, let, let's say that, so, so you stand by that you did not say... That, that he should be removed specifically because he's not an African. But you did say that, that his position undermines African representativeness. Am, am I correct in saying that? No, in terms of undermining African leadership, he's not allowing the Africans who are leading national treasure to perform their, their functions because he's always interfering, micromanaging what otherwise are supposed to be their roles in terms of legislation, in terms of what the, the other entities of national treasure should be dealing with. Yes, I, I don't think that it even requires yes, a long research thing. I'm sure you can can do a quick desktop research, and then you will realize yourself that uh, no one, no, not even one uh, media entity had quoted me saying that he can he can he cannot speak because he's non-African. Uh, that, that that is it's fake news, and it has been exposed as such. Okay, you, so you're saying he's undermining African. What representativeness leadership. or leadership? Okay, why why yeah, why the need? So so what I'm saying, and, and we we're working on the assumption that that Ismail Mamonia is interfering at too many different departments. We'll get to that in a second. Okay, uh, yes. wh- why would you not simply say that that he's actually undermining the the effectiveness and the leadership of 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 organs of state? Why why would you bring in African? That that's that's another point coming out of that. We're actually linking it, and we did that uh, when we issued a statement as the EFF, and also we did it uh, in the social media circle to illustrate that he is previously and historically linked with a cabal in the EF, which was doing exactly what he is alleged to be doing now of undermining African leadership because he was part of a cabal. It's a historical fact that he was part of a cabal in the EF, which was undermining. African leadership in terms of uh, the whole mass democratic movement and isolating them. There's a detailed report about that. We have shared it in the public. So we're going to say that it looks like his features, his historical features are continuing that he's, he's, he's a line manager in national treasury, but he's got his hands all over national treasury. He wants to be the only one that speaks on behalf of national treasury on critical issues, which otherwise could be represented clearly in the standing committee in finance in all the institutions that are under national treasury uh, by the people who are assigned those tasks. I can tell you now that there are there is about eight or seven DDGs in national treasury, but he's the only one who comes to speak about 
everything. He's the only one who wants to have authority over everything. When we're busy with the process of enacting the Financial Services Regulation Bill, he was the only one who was there. When we're busy discussing a very important issue of the financial services sector transformation, he was the only one who was actually like trying to put sentences and commas and and all of of, of wrong things in the whole program of uh, how we get to transform the financial services sector so that its ownership and control is reflective of South Africa's demographics. And 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 I can tell you that he came there to say that the status quo in terms of ownership and control is adequate. You must not change anything. I'm going to open the lines just now, not quite yet, but but I, I need to get, because we need to move on with this one, right? And I need to yes. I need to hear your side very, very clearly. Uh, I did yes. say you said he would undermine African leadership, and I'm asking you again, because on, on the back of what others are saying, the fact that you specifically, okay, did you bring up his ethnicity at all? You're saying no. And I'm offering no, 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 not no, at all. No, no, and that, and and you know, I, I honestly think it's extremely disappointing of uh, media practitioners to want to conduct substance interviews without doing just basic background checks. Because if I were in your position, I was going to check what did this person I'm going to interview exactly say, and then question him on that basis. What right. on t- in terms of essay and what you read? And, and, and okay, but therefore I'm, I'm asking you, I'm asking you for clarity, and, and you saying you, you didn't yeah, do that. Yeah, but you open it as if it's a statement of fact, and, and that, that, that is a poor journalism. Okay, and, I, and I'm asking you again here, on the issue yes. of the point of African leadership, many yes. people, Political parties, individuals across the board, even Ismail Mamounia's boss suggesting that's out of hand. Uh, and, and, and the accusation is that your line is in fact racist. No, that, that actually is again laziness in terms of the whole ideological and political understanding. You must actually go and read the statement of the Steering Committee on Finance. The chairperson of the committee today starts by quoting Ahmed Katrada when he was speaking about non-racialism and the centrality of African leadership. A, a, a direct quote where Ahmed Katrada said that in the, in the pursuit of non-racialism, we must not undermine African leadership. The fact that Africans should ultimately lead their own struggle. And it's, it's a historical fact, and even in the liberation movement, the mass democratic movement, the question of African leadership is not a new issue. It has been an issue that has always been emphasized that in the process of fighting for liberation, we must not underestimate or undermine the role of African leadership in terms of who is at the forefront of the struggle, who performs which role, at what given time, and for what particular purpose. So that is not an issue that I've inherited myself. It's a historical aspect of our struggle against colonialism, against the institutionalized racism, which specifically oppressed uh, 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 black people in general and Africans in particular. All right. What What would you say if someone like yourself or anybody else, in fact, would object to a a person being on a committee uh, and saying, "I object to this person because that person is not an African"? What What would What would you tell that person? That That would be extremely inappropriate. I don't think that there's any rational politician would object on anyone being a member of parliament or a member of any, co- any committee on the basis of their, their race or ethnicity. And that is why we never did that. We never did that. And, and there is no proper thinking president of Africa who would suggest that we did that. And I'm giving you again an opportunity to, to get your, the people who assist you in studio to, to give you an instance where we hinted or, or said that 
a person must be excluded on the basis of their race. We never said that. Okay. Let, 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 let's get this right then, okay? Yes. Uh, you're saying you, you would never do that. What, what then do you make of the response across different platforms, radio, television, in print? I'm, I'm pretty certain if it was simply saying, I, I, I don't think Ismail Mamonia is doing a very good job. That, that's one thing. It's, it's yes. The majority are picking up on the issue of him being a non-African. Now, wherever that may have come from, what then do you feel about that part? Because it's targeted no, to you. I, 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 I actually feel nothing. I know that uh, in many instances, society sometimes becomes victims of uh, of fake news and distortions of what has been said. I mean, like, you, you have got reactionary and right-wing structures in South Africa today who go around spreading a falsehood that the EFS campaign and program on land expropriation of that composition equates to white genocide. And they go even internationally to lobby people on that basis. And because people are naive, in, in some instances, they do not want to get the fundamental and primary sources of information. They just enter a discourse and debate it as if it's a statement of fact. That's why I'm putting a challenge again, I think for the fourth time. Mm, I, I hear you. Okay. Go, I hear and you. Get, go and get information that is correct. So that as a as a media practitioner who is supposed to facilitate discussion, you move at least from some sensible and correct information instead All right. of uh, writing. Uh, okay. On now, now let me let me put it this way. So let let's say that's false. Okay. There's a there's yeah. a there's a letter from um, a release from the ANC. Okay. Uh, and, and I'll read it out. It's just been released a few minutes ago. In fact, uh, it says the office of the ANC chief whip condemns the unwarranted and unsubstantiated utterances attributed to the Chief Whip of the Economic Freedom Fighters, Mr. Floyd Shivambu, during a meeting of the Standing Committee on Finance yesterday. Mr. Shivambu attacked... I'll I'll, I'll get you to respond just now. Mr. Shivambu attacked National Treasury official Ismail Mamoniat and objected to him presenting before the committee on the basis of him being a non-African. The comments by Mr. Shivambu borders on racism and are highly derogatory towards the South African Indian community, Mr. Shivambu's erratic behavior towards non-African is cause for grave concern. Earlier this year, Mr. Shivambu... Wait, I, 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 I want to finish the whole... Okay, it's, it's, it's a, a four-paragraph, yeah. pa- then you can comment. Earlier this year, okay. Mr. Shivambu physically assaulted a white journalist for taking photos of him on the parliament precinct. This behavior is utterly despicable from a member of parliament who took an oath to uphold the South African constitution, which states that South Africa belongs to all who live in it. Comrade Ishmael Mamoniat is a tried and tested cadre of the Congress movement who earned his stripes in the struggle for liberation of our people when it was not fashionable to do so, Comrade. Mamoniat has always conducted himself as a consummate professional dedicated to serving his country through his work as the head of the tax and financial sector policy at National Treasury. Racial prejudice of any form or shape goes against the fundamental principles of non-racialism which govern our democracy. As Parliament, we can never be found to be sowing racial divisions in South Africa, especially towards civil servants who account to Parliament. The ANC affirms its commitment to a non-racial, non-sexist, united, democratic and prosperous South Africa and has been issued by the ANC Chief Whip Jackson Mtembu. Okay, res- respond respond to that ANC statement now. Uh, you know, to, to surprise, I'll tell you that I'm not shocked that the ANC wrote a statement like that because our observation that the ANC is defined by collective incapacity and mediocrity is actually proven by that statement because 
no one in the ANC can ever claim that I said that a person must be excluded from a committee on the basis of their race. But they are rather again writing on the wave of falsehood and fake news. And will of course expose them. Tomorrow I'm going to the committee, we're going to raise it uh, uh, categorically in the committee that this is part of the things that you are, you are relying on. And, and, and at least the chairperson of the committee, uh, Eunice Karen, has admitted that uh, uh, I never said such, like in the conversations that we had with him, in the interviews that we had with him. But of course, because it's convenient for certain circles, they want to drive a narrative that we said that a person must be excluded on the basis of race. That is not what we did, and that is not what we said in the Supreme Committee on Finance. And for the fifth time now, I'm giving an opportunity to go and show me where I see that a person must be excluded on the basis of race. Okay. You know that, that Yunus Karim, who chaired that particular committee, was very critical of you. Then, then what was he critical of? Why was he so disappointed? He, he was disappointed in the fact that I raised the issue of African leadership. Because uh, broadly, the ANC and the, the 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 political parties have accepted some uh, nonsensical phenomenon in South Africa that African people cannot lead economic uh, institutions and economic departments. That is why you check the MECs of finance in ANC provinces. Uh, like it's eighty percent uh, white people. They are Africans. It's in provinces where they completely do not have Africans, and then they've got no choice. Because they, they generally think that Africans, uh, indigenous Africans, are incapable of providing leadership to strategic economic uh, institutions and to strategic uh, uh, economic ministries and departments. Check the economic class. The majority of the time, uh, Africans are fundamentally excluded. And when they're given a responsibility to provide leadership, they put a person like Momo to be the ones that micromanage them and misguide them in terms of what should happen in that particular minister. And that is why we're calling out on Momo that he cannot continue with the whole phenomenon of undermining African leadership. We must allow the DG of the National Treasury, the minister, the deputy minister, and other DDGs who are of African descent to provide leadership in their own spaces and not try to micromanage whatever. Okay, how, do how do you know for sure? You see, how, how do you know uh, for sure that there is undermining African leadership? How, how do you not know that, that I, ma- I, maybe I, that, that's uh, part of an internal discussion that, that they've been having? They, so I've been sitting in the Standing Committee on Finance from uh, 2014, right? And all the entities that uh, are under the National Treasury report to the Standing Committee on Finance so we are the ones who oversee them on a constant basis. And it's not the first time, by the way, that I raised this. If I've raised it in 2016, I raised it in 2015, I raised it in 2017 in the committee. So if you get committee records, I've raised it that why is it that only one individual speaks on behalf of the International Treasury when it was, it's, a, it's, a, it's a line manager who has Why is it that the DG is not taking center stage? Even before Dondo was a DG, we raised it. Even when Malusu Gigaba was the Minister of Finance and Ciso Butelis was the Deputy Minister and then the advisors like Chris Madikana, there was a committee meeting where I said that why is it that the Ministry of Finance comes to make presentations here on transformation issues, comes with clear progressive proposals, but when they leave, a person called Moniat comes to say that whatever the Minister says is irrelevant, this is the position 
of the national treasury and the, and his position is always to say let us retain the status quo in terms of economic ownership and control and he always undermines the, the views and perspectives okay. of the people who have got political All right. we'll, we'll, we'll certainly we'll certainly talk there are calls as well we'll certainly talk about about the the the, the quality of his work in, in a moment, okay? Um, yeah. uh, and I'll get to calls just now. Just to remind people, my guest is the EFF Deputy Leader, Florent Chivambo. I do have uh, Yunus Karim on the line now. He's the Chairperson of the Parliament Standing Committee on, on Finance. Uh, Mr. Karim, good chatting to you and thanks for your time. Good evening to you. Look, I've only caught the tail end of what Mr. Chivambo said. Right. I think it's very unfortunate that you're drawing me into a debate where we're not on the level playing field. Um so obviously, uh, fair uh, enough. Okay, maybe the best way to start uh, you know, from. It's not even clear to me what the value would be of drawing in now. Okay. Uh, when in fact you had the uh, opportunity to ask for both of us to appear on your program from the very beginning, so we can exchange. All right. I, I think. But nevertheless, we are where we are. It's unfortunate that it's come to this. But what do you want to know from me? All right. Maybe. So, yes. so we've had this chat, and we've been just clarifying the issue of uh, of. Uh, Floyd Shivambu specifically referring to Ismail Mamonia's position as being a non-African and, and therefore undermining African leadership. He's denying that, that he's, he's not denied that he said that his position undermines African leadership, but he's denying speaking about Ismail Mamonia being removed because he's a non-African. Uh, you, of course, were that meeting. Uh, can, can you clear up what, what actually happened then? Firstly, we did issue a statement on behalf of the committee and absolutely every issue that's raised in that uh, statement, which I, in fact, drafted, was based on what the committee decided. They're my words, of course, but yeah. uh, uh, you're welcome as a journalist to get the recording and see whether what's in the statement that we issued reflects what was discussed at the meeting. Now, a member of the committee wrote to me early this morning to ask that the committee should pursue action against uh, Mr. Shivambu. And after discussion, I think... I pointed out, firstly, Mr. Shivam was not at the meeting. The committee decided anyway that even if he were at the meeting, it does not detract from the need for the committee to take a decision. Now, it's regrettable that it's come to this. Firstly, we agree on something. One, that we need to uh, deracialize the financial sector as a whole. In mm-hmm. fact, our very report that we adopted, the 131-page report, speaks <coughs> about the need for the financial sector as a whole, not least national treasury, to be more demographically representative, both in terms of gender and race. And in fact, we've repeatedly raised this as a committee. Uh, we have uh, also uh, uh, said to Mr. Shivamwe this in our statement, of course we must engage with that, but that is, does not justify the unwarranted attack on Mormo as if he brought himself there. Now, as I understand it, I've been in Parliament since 94 and I've chaired five committees. Often you find that one or other DDG is delegated managing legislation. When I chaired local government, it was initially Chippy Oliver, then it was Jackie Manje for four years, Google Malloy, and so on and so on. So there's nothing un- uh, unusual about this. Now, the question really is that Mr. Shivamu presents himself as a Marxist. But there is this racism that, that's not consistent with the non-racial agenda that's required to deal with the huge racial and class and gender inequalities in our society. We are utterly clear, the most of us, that you cannot have non-racialism without African leadership. 
But at the same time, you can't exclude progressive non-Africans from making their contribution. That is why we ask, what next? Are we going to dismiss the contribution of Joe Slover and Ahmed Katrada and Dalsi September and Helen Joseph simply because of their race? We don't have to detract one iota from African leadership. But at the same time, we have to allow progressive non-Africans to play their role. Now, Mr. Shivamu persists on his allegation that Mr. Momanyak is corrupt. And I think it now is required of him to present evidence to that effect. And Momonyat, as you might well know, has a long history in the struggle underground. I think he was in the SECP, if I recall. He was in the first interim committee of the then Transvaal of the Communist Party. Yes, of course, he's moved ideologically and policy-wise substantially from his uh, pre-democracy uh, uh, era. And we disagree with him on many issues, on, on issues around mm, policy, mm, mm. ideology, and so on. Myself, I'm a communist, right? So you can imagine the differences. But I'm there as an ANC member. I chair it as an ANC member, and I you know, grit my teeth at times and, you know, agree with the majority in the ANC caucus. So, let me be very clear. Womanyat can be very difficult, and he can be very dogmatic at times. But he is like many other people, African, so-called colored, white, Greeks, Chinese, he's a type, comes in different mm-hmm. colors and sizes. There's nothing that suggests that it's because of his DNA. And, in fact, what we want to insist on we said in our statement, right, that once again we call on the ministry, let me see what it says, and National Treasury to ensure greater racial and gender representativity in the department's senior official ranks and encourage a new generation to emerge that draws on the experience of the veteran officials. We also said we have no evidence before us that Mr. Momonyat is corrupt, as Mr. Shivambu claims. Mm-hmm. We know him to be an extremely hardworking, honest, skilled, and very experienced official who has served both the anti-apartheid struggle and our new democracy selflessly. And the committee reaffirmed its confidence in him this morning. Mr. Momonyat, like all of us, has his faults. But these cannot be reduced to his racial background. Now, let's deal with, uh, I'm told, I'm not sure if this is true, and if it is, let me deal with this, because I got an absurd letter from Mr. Shivamu this evening. Right. Okay, here it is. I am told that he said that I'm in cahoots with Ismail Momonyat. All right, well, let's, let's get clarity. That that's a letter. Let's just get clarity. All of it is absolute lie. And let me put it to you and your viewers. If one iota of what Mr. Shivambu suggests in his letter to me or what he's supposed to have said in the media is true, I will resign. Not only that, you can send me to jail without a trial. There is no collusion between Momonyat and me. I have no contact with him outside of the work situation. I've never met him outside that, except once recently in a social context. If I am telling uh, a lie, I want to be hauled over the coals about it. Nobody has ever paid for a parliamentary chairperson ever that I know of. It's against the PFMA. So insofar as he's suggesting that National Treasury has paid for a visit I made, to the annual visits that we do to, 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 and the spring meetings to IMF and World Bank, no. It's never happened. Okay. It cannot be done. Parliament will never agree to it. Moreover, All right. can we, on the can... parliamentary network on the World Bank, once they paid for my accommodation, and I am definitely not some agent of National Treasury. It will be utterly absurd. And finally, let me put this to you because I heard this. Parliament is supreme in this country. Mr. Momonyat has no right or authority once we make amendments to bills or decide on policies to change anything. Nor does Minister Nene. And let me put something else to you. I heard the last bits of what he said. I have a right of mm, reply, mm, mm. especially as you've been so terribly unfair to me and the committee. As far as I know, when I last checked, the governor of Rizombek is African. As far as I know, the minister, deputy minister, and DG are African. 
As far as I know, the previous minister, Tito Mboweni, I mean, the governor was African. Yes, there needs to be more African and so-called colored representation in the national treasury and financial sector. Yes, we need to fight for that. But to tackle Momoniak in that way is totally uncalled for. Okay, can I... Mr. Shivambu is misrepresenting Moreover, May I put to you what he has raised before. He's raised problems with Mr. Momoniak, not his racial background. Okay. okay? So, so let, let, me, let, okay, let me just, let, let me just get you to pause there for a second. What and uncalled for. And this is not, not, All right, this let, is not let, a Marxist. But any member okay, of Parliament let, let me let me just Eunice Karine, let me just get you to just pause there for a second because we need to move on on this one, uh, and I'll get Floyd Chivambo to respond as well. So, one of the allegations were that that is attack on uh, Islam Mamoniat was on the basis of race. You speak about an unwarranted attack on Islam Mamoniat. What, what was was race part of that unwarranted attack? That, that you, in terms of what you saw or what you heard, it's not just my view; it's the committee's view. In fact, Tandi Tobias Pokolo first raised it. And she said, if I recall correctly, that how can you say that Ismail is not an African, meaning in the broader sense, right? It's she who raised it. In today's committee, the following people spoke. Uh, uh, Dikeledi Mashlangu, David Mania from the DA, of course, uh, Tandi Tobias Pokolo, and Nati Nshleko. All the ANC members present. I can't recall if Peggy Inkonyeni said anything. Why don't you listen to the recording, uh, my friend, and, and see for yourself. Don't make my answer the be all and all. Play the recording. Parliament can give it to you. Okay, but but, but as it stands... You can at Parliament, that's But just help us here. We have, we have listeners. As it stands, things move on. We Listeners also need clarity. Amongst the things that, that your committee is concerned about, specifically on the issue of Ismail Mamounia being non-African, was that raised as an objection by Floyd Shivambu or not? As the whole committee today understood it, and I do, Yes. And in fact, once again, there's a recording you can access. Okay. Floyd Shivambu denies that. I'm just making that point. Well, there's a simple way of addressing that issue. Is the committee wrong or Mr. Shivambu? Okay. And I put it to you, there's a simple way out. Ask Parliament for a recording okay, of yesterday's meeting. We're going to get him to respond in a second. Uh, he, he did say, however, that he did say that Islam Amunyat undermines African representativeness, right? Now, let's move on to the why other... Why don't you... No, with due yeah. respect, why don't you direct Ismail Amunyat to reply to Floyd Chibambu? Well, we well, are but... dealing with a policy matter. We are dealing with the MP here. Uh, behaving in a way that's not consistent with a with a non-racial agenda to reduce class and racial and gender inequality. You must invite Mr. Momonia to be fair. Well, well, we he well we have program. He must answer. Okay, we we uh, have for direct attack. We 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 obviously have. For you, we have no evidence. All right, we have. Evidence, we he or anybody else must go to court. Okay, Yunus Kari, we, we have invited him, and of course, if he's not responding, we can't force him to come on the air, right? Let, let's, let's then pick up on this letter you received from Floyd Chivambu right now, you, where you've been accused of being in cahoots with, with Ismail Mamonia, right? Floyd Chivambu from the EFF, let me bring you in on this one here. Tell us about this latest letter that you just sent to, to Yunus Karim. Tell us about it. Uh, let's, let me say something uh, quickly. And I think now it will be for the sixth time, Ashraf. But go and retrieve a recording or a, in, any any statement which I made myself to suggest that a person must be excluded in the committee on the basis of their race. You will never find that. So we can bet everything. Like you will never find that there's never been such an utterance. And if the committee is deliberated on that basis, it's absolutely wrong. Tomorrow I'm meeting at ten o'clock. I'm going to start with it. I I sent a text earlier to the chairperson that. 
Let's discuss it tomorrow. I hope that by that time the recordings will be there. Okay. You, 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 you've heard... instance where, where, where I, I ever said that a person must be excluded on the basis of race. Luckily, the publications that had written it in that way have written to us to say that they, they misunderstood the whole context. They accept that the only objection that I raised was that he's undermining African leadership. So let us see All right. if Parliament is also becoming a victim of fake news and, uh, and okay all, all will be all will all will be revealed in terms of okay floyd let, let, you, you spoke for a very long time chairperson please allow us to speak don't do like you're doing the committee no no i'm i'm interrupting you floyd floyd i'm i'm just saying floyd on that point only i, I want to get you you're going to respond on the other things i'm saying to you you're quite right we'll get the recording and and we all will be known tomorrow in the meantime you've heard the chairperson of the committee saying that as far as they're concerned you certainly made statement on the issue of ethnicity yes so I'm, so you're denying it now now tell mr kareem respond, what you want to tell him directly let me respond to the issues that they uh, are being raised here three weeks ago we wrote a letter to the minister of finance and to the president and to the ddg and the question now to question about his wrongful appointment and then and, and distortion of the regulations that are supposed to usher in the financial services conduct authority and appointing a person who he had previously uh, assigned a chief director uh, position without proper procedure and, and were instead ap- uh, appointed as a consultant without proper internal procedures in national treasury. It's three weeks ago. The minister has not responded. Momo has not responded. The president has, said, has acknowledged the letter and said that the minister of finance must respond to it. We have got proof from national treasury of uh, more than 4.2 million, which was paid to this person who now Momo is now forwarding to the uh, Financial Services Conduct Authority. It's, it's, it's an issue that is there. And, and in, in as far as we are concerned, it is a, it's, a, it's a fact, it's a reality, because no one has good courage to speak that, that particular phenomenon that we've, we've pointed out about him irregularly making appointments and paying a person and now wants to shoot that person into the Financial Services Conduct Authority. So it's, it's an issue that they, uh, if, if he proves us wrong, we'll accept if there's evidence that everything else that he did was according to okay. the law. But in, in a further we're concerned, it was not consistent with the law. All right. Now, when the chairperson was not in the committee, the announcement, he must go and check Hansard again. The announcement that was made there is that the chairperson is not in the committee because He's attending a World Bank Parliamentary Oversight Systems and whatever committee with Momo. And then we say that it looks like this relationship is now becoming fishy. And then we wrote a letter to the chairperson. And like, like any other member mm-hmm. of, of parliament, you will be able to respond and say that I never went to the World Bank. But that is what was put on record. Tomorrow, adopting minutes in the Senate Committee on Finance, we're going to deal with that aspect if, 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 it, if it's properly captured in the minutes because that is what was announced. And what was that? Why is it that every time we raise genuine political questions against Momo in terms of him micromanaging national treasure, the chairperson is quick to rise to his defense and shout and do all sorts of things that are unacceptable. Then we drew that link in terms of what had happened. But they have an opportunity to clarify themselves. Tomorrow, 
cannot clock one meeting in Parliament and then we'll be able to clarify all these issues. Okay. Well, 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 I mean, there's, there's so many interesting things and important things being, being played out here. So, so the last thought on the race issue, right? And I'll put it once yes. again to, to uh, Eunice Karim, who's the chairperson of that committee. You've heard Floyd Shivambu say he didn't bring up, he didn't play up the race card. You saying you and your committee will get the recordings tomorrow. You saying he clearly did. And that is why you went on to say that um, one could, and I'm quoting, one could elevate former Baputatswana leader Lucas Mangopi over Indian struggle hero Ahmed Kathrada purely for reasons of race. That's why you said there was no way one could do that. Now, now Floyd Shivam was saying something different. We're going to move on. But just respond to that once again, and then we move on. He's saying something different. Uh, You're saying something different. No, he did raise the issue of race, but let me respond to his questions. Firstly, I received a letter this evening asking about whether I had gone with Ismail Momonyat. I'm telling you, I didn't. My flight was as part of a delegation led by Cedric Frolic, the House Chair. Mm-hmm. There were five members of Parliament, including a DA member who went. I saw, I think, Ismail Momonyat for about three minutes while he was talking to the chairperson of the NCOP committee. I have never been funded by National Treasury. I have never been on the same flight with Ismail Momonyat ever within this country or outside. So that deals with that. Secondly, where he's right, uh, is he wrote, I wasn't aware of this, okay. he wrote to the, and by the way, the report on the Parliamentary Network on the World Bank visit, the uh, Speaker's office is processing, and it's been tabled shortly when we get back in August. Mr. Cedric Frolic can be approached in that regard, interview him and ask him who paid for the visit. Now, on the matter of his letter, he's right. He did, it seems to me, I discovered about, about 10 days ago, our committee discovered, not just me. Uh, about 10 days ago, he did raise this thing that he had written the same letter I think he wrote to us as a committee, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to the minister, deputy minister, I think, Gigi and the president, none of them replied. So then we took a decision that within seven days, the minister should be called upon to reply to Mr. Shivambu, because that is Mr. Shivambu's right. Okay? And mm-hmm. uh, the letter hadn't come, and I discussed it with the parliamentary leaders, and I thought they explained to me that Mr. Nene... Uh, has been, uh, Minister Nene has been in China and so on, and just got back. 48 hours ago, I asked her once again to please ensure the letter is available on Friday. So once the letter is available, I think Floyd Chivamu can release it to the public as well as the reply. But let us be clear, we have no choice. Whether it's Ismail Momonyat or the former President Jacob Zuma, and whatever their roles in the struggle, they cannot be excused from any wrongdoing. And if Ismail Momonyat has done something wrong, like anybody and everybody else, including the chairperson of the committee, and including <coughs> they must face the music. But don't reduce it to racial characters okay. of the people. So, all so, sorts of people are corrupt, then they must face the music. All right. I, I, want, I, want, to get, I want to get Floyd, Floyd Shivambu to talk about you being in Kahoots, and we'll get that in a second. On, on the racial yeah, part, I, I just need to get absolute clarity. So, according to you, Eunice Karim, did Floyd Shivambu, in his objection to Ismail Mamonia make the point of him being a non-African and that was problematic or words to that effect. What, what did he actually say? As far as I know and the committee uh, sense of it uh, is consistent with that, yes. Why don't you, may I once again say, listen to the record and come to your own conclusion. Okay, but, but you're saying yes yes to what? What did he specifically say according to your understanding? He definitely focused on the racial background of Ismail Momonyat, but he also said some at least of the things he's saying on your radio program. I think if I recall correctly, he pointed out that Ismail Momonyat is too dominant 
and he's always before the committee. I responded by explaining to him, because I manage the committee outside of meetings, not any other MP. I explained that the main purpose of the meeting was to have before the committee NEDLAC, not National Treasury. They were there incidentally just to give us some overall sense of what the Treasury thinks. In fact, Mr. Momonyat hardly spoke in any case. So that's when I replied. In respect of defending Ismail Momonyat, it's about Mr. Floyd Chivambo veers on what I call anarchism where he believes, it seems to me, that the executive should not respond to issues when, in fact, our job is to hold the executive to account. So it's not just me. Totally false to say that. Again, you can check the records. Several, especially uh, several MPs of the ANC, and in fact, Mr. Mania, but especially Tandi Tobias Pokolo, because she's the whip of the ANC, has persistently challenged Mr. Shivambu in respect of him saying repeatedly that do we have to listen to Mr. Momonyat. Now, we have to listen to what the executive says so that mm-hmm. we can hold them to account. Now, Mr. Momonyat is far from as powerful in respect of the committee. But the National Treasury might want to look into Mr. Momonyat's role. That's an internal operational matter. But as far as the committee okay. is concerned, he has no more sway over us than any other DG or minister. And our committee is very independent, and we've substantially changed legislation, as you can check from the records. And it shows that Mr. Momonyat has no hold over us. All right. Now, let, let me just, just hold it. We've got Eunice Karim, the Finance Committee Chairperson, and uh, the EFF uh, Deputy Leader, and that is Floyd Shivambu. Uh, we, uh, um, Floyd, I want to get to the issue of, you know, you, the accusation being put to Eunice Karim that that is in cahoots with um, Ismail Mamounyat in a moment, okay? Now, you did ask me earlier to say, bring the statement. I don't have it in front of me. But you've heard the chairperson of the committee contradicting what you're saying on the issues of race. So we'll move on. But for the last time, for the, for the last time, what, what do you want to say to that? We're not moving on. Uh, so can, can you please put a challenge to the chairperson that when he goes to take the records tonight and tomorrow morning before the committee, he must come back to the radio show to unconditionally apologize for insinuating that I say that a person must be excluded on the basis of race. I think he was committed that if he is true to his words, if he is a genuine revolutionary Marxist that he came to be, he must be true to his words, he must come back and show me a record where I said that this person cannot speak because he is Indian or because he is non-African. If he cannot get that, he must come to unconditionally apologize and he must write an apology publicly. He must uh, apologize in parliament as well. He must apologize everywhere, even at home, to his children and wife and everyone, so that he can, he can, he can, he can realize that is relying on a, a very weak information basis because we've got the record uh, and we've been listening to it and trying to find out where does this uproar come from because okay. there is never an instance where we suggested that a person must be All right. so, so, on the basis of race. We'll never do that okay. because it's not... Ashraf, yeah, okay. I, so yeah, I take Ashraf. it, Floyd, I mean, you clearly, no, you're very confident Ashraf, that you are right. Yeah. Just, just no, give me one Ashraf. second. You, you know, just Let one second. I, I will. Is, just give me, give me one second. Just one second. Floyd, you're clearly very clear that you are right, okay? So let, let's yes. get Eunice Karim now to respond once again. Eunice, go ahead. Right, fine. There it is. Let me read to you the official statement from the committee based on the discussion we had. The Standing Committee on Finance today unanimously condemned Mr. Floyd Chibambo's questioning of National Treasury DDG Ismail Momonyat's presence at yesterday's committee meeting on racial grounds. Now, Mr. Shivambu does not have any right to stop any DDG or any official speaking. Only the committee as a majority can take that decision. So let's be explicitly clear. He questioned Mr. Momonyat's presence on the basis of his race, firstly, 
and are, are you are you reading from your, are you, of his domination. Okay, Mr. Karim, are, are you reading from the letter now? I'm speaking. Yes, I, no, no, I'm speaking now. I, I'm sorry, I've stopped speaking. Because from I the need letter. to, yeah. The letter simply says that he questioned Mr. Momoniat's presence at the meeting on racial grounds. That's what the statement says. Okay. It does not say that he stopped him from speaking because he's of an Indian background, right? Now, he can't do that anyway, as he well knows. Only the committee can decide not to allow an official to speak. But they cannot use racial grounds between this, right? And can I put this to you, Ashraf? Speaking for no, myself, as I said earlier. No, Ashraf. No, uh, uh, Floyd, Floyd, you're going to get a chance to respond, Floyd. Floyd, you're going to get a chance to respond in a minute. Go, go, no, let, go let ahead. me put this to you, Ashraf. We've yeah. got to deal with the... Bro- Let's forget Mr. Momonia. That's not the issue anymore. I have an exchange with SMSs with Floyd earlier said... Let's discuss the broader issues. Mm-hmm. You see, Ashraf, I can't speak for Momoniat. Now, he is going to argue that I am defending Momoniat simply because I'm connected with him as a struggle activist with me in the 80s. And actually, he lived in, and still does in Johannesburg. I live in Msundusi. You belong to a particular strand within the Congress movement. I belong to another, right? So we're not buddies. Now, let me put something to you. Speaking about myself, I want to make this clear to Mr. Okay. Shivambu and anybody else. I refuse, Ashraf, absolutely refuse to apologize to anybody for my brown skin. I never did it from 1971 when I took up the struggle in high school, and I am most certainly not doing it in my own non-racial democracy. So whoever is going to focus simply on my cultural stroke racial background can go and jump in the lake. But at the same time, I'm utterly clear. You cannot have non-racialism. Ask Mr. Shivambu. You can Google it. See an article I wrote in 1996 in the Mail and Guardian. You cannot have non-racialism without African leadership. I imagine Momonyat realizes it. Let me put something to you realistically. The current DG was actually Momonyat's uh, much junior. Mm-hmm. Now he's become the DG. I have never in a telephonic exchange with Momonyat or in a seating exchange outside of the meeting to discuss some process ever heard from him questioning the DG. In fact, he was very warm and supportive of the DG. And I heard a fleeting, somebody sent me a recording of some exchange the DG had, I think, with Karima Brown. I and he was very complimentary. Yes, I, I understand. And, he, and yeah. he said, where would I have been without his smile? Let's not focus on race. Right? Okay, okay. You're a Marxist, I'm right. a Marxist. Let's focus on right. Yunus Karim, hold it, hold it for a second. Right, Floyd Shibambo, the, the, the other points you've made at Yunus Karim being in cahoots with Islam Amonia, yes, he's, he's obviously... Uh, let him give he, the evidence. Yes, he's, he's obviously... Yunus Karim has obviously denied that and he's given his points. Floyd, t- tell us why, why are you saying that? And must we give the evidence? Let's give the evidence. All right, Eunice, Eunice, just hold on. Floyd, go ahead. The basis basis of that is what was announced in the committee when she was not present, that he has traveled with Momoniat to the World Bank, a communist uh, to go to the World Bank, I don't know to do what, uh, and then uh, would then raise an issue that uh, So since when does the chairperson travel with this person who micromanages national treasure? in terms of what happens. But I want to expose them some technical issues which the chairperson is now trying to hide behind. Okay. That it, can I be shown a, a record that uh, I say that a Momo cannot speak in Parliament on the basis of his race? Like, if this can, can I be shown that? And if people cannot show me that, if the chairperson cannot prove that, can he come back to apologize unconditionally? He has got an opportunity tonight and tomorrow morning to retrieve all the records, to retrieve Hansard, and you realize that I never objected 
on any person speaking on the basis of his race. I never even mentioned his Indian descent. And, and, and actually, if there was an African person who was a DDG in National Treasure and was micromanaging National Treasure, I was going to raise the same issue okay. that can I, can I undermining the African leadership that is supposed to play certain roles All right. in National Floyd, Treasure. Can I, suggest I don't want the distortion to be sustained in the manner in which they are being spread now. F- fair and, enough. And, can, and, I, can, I, can I suggest, Floyd, Floyd, hold it, hold it. I've made it utterly clear that he could not have said, nor will the committee have accepted it, that the DG couldn't speak because of his race. No one said that. Mm-hmm. He objected to the DDG being, DDG being there for two reasons. One, he's Indian and undermining African leadership, and two, because he's too dominant. Yes, on that we hold by that, and you can check the record. Okay, we so are not saying, we are absolutely not saying that he said he couldn't speak because of his racial background. That's a red herring that he is now putting okay. before Flo- us, Floyd, you've and we're not saying it. He's saying it, not us. Okay. Secondly, will he agree to apologize unless he can provide evidence to me that I had any dealings apart from a three-minute meeting exchange? which Charles Devere can confirm, uh, uh, with Momonyat in the foyer of a World Bank meeting. I was there for the parliamentary network on the World Bank, which holds the World Bank to account. It's an international parliamentary organization on whose board I serve, on which I've got co-opted. That's what I went Okay, Eunice, Eunice Karim, you've, you've made your point. Has agreed to that. Okay, can I take it that, that if both of you... Agree to apologize? Well, I'm coming to that. If both of you are wrong tomorrow, we'll find out, right? Yes. And, and and Floyd, yes. I take it, you will apologize if you're wrong. And Eunice Karim, you can apologize if you're no, wrong. I've asked a question. I've, I asked, uh, I've asked the person a question. I've right. What's the question? Okay, Floyd... I did, yeah. told him. I didn't tell any other person. He's the one who brought it up. I told him relationship with Momo. Can you please clarify it? Why should I apologize for asking a question? I've got a right to ask you a question okay. as a chairperson of the Standing Committee on Finance. But I want you to come and apologize tomorrow for for for, for spreading lies and fake news. All right. So in the name in on behalf okay. of the committee. We, we will yeah, leave that for tomorrow. Let, okay, okay. Floyd, let, let's find out tomorrow. Let's get let's get those tapes out and we'll know exactly what was said. Let, let's move on then to, to the with about five minutes remaining, Floyd, just on, on the issues of, of Ismail Mamouniat being, you know, effectively having, these are my words, having his tentacles just about, about everywhere. And, and as Eunice Karim maybe rightfully said, is for Ismail Mamouniat to respond to that, right? Uh, why would that be a concern for you if the committees that, that he serves, uh, you know, seconds him to do just that? Where, where does that, you know, where, where does being on ma- many committees and, and influence uh, suggest that he's doing something wrong when he's doing it at the behest of his seniors? We cannot have uh, a line manager of National Treasury uh, having his hands all over the National Treasury. There is leadership in National Treasury. There's a DG, there's a minister. Those are the people whom the Constitution says who must hold accountable and ask questions. And if there's legislative issues that we want to clarify, we must talk to. If there's transformation issues that we want to set targets on, we must talk to. Not some uh, uh, technocrat who thinks that he owns National Treasury. So that one we're not going to retreat about that. He can't be doing everything every day that every time National Treasury is there or, or, or any of the entities come, he wants to be having a say as if he's the, the be-all and end-all of National Treasury. That will reject with contempt and I'm not going to permit it to continue because line managers must focus on their lines. If he wants to, to have issues about his line functions, we'll call him for that specific purpose, but otherwise on other overall issues, it All must right. be the, the and, people and who have been assigned to leave National Treasury to come an account, not one individual, each and every committee. Okay, he's and not an elected member of parliament. He must allow others, members of parliament, to 
to hold the executive accountable and not he micromanaging right. every aspect. Floyd, we, we got we got about three minutes remaining. How, how do you feel, however? Just in just a second, I, I'll give you one second, Floyd. How how do you feel about the fact that uh, yes. Uh, Committees, uh, the media, various journalists, friends of Ishma Mamoun, yet many of them have, have responded very negatively towards you and the EFF on the basis of the race card. And I'm saying that in inverted commas, right? Because we'll find out tomorrow whether they're all wrong. And certainly uh, putting a slant on, or a slight on the character of Ishma Mamoun, yet. How do you feel about the pushback that you clearly have heard throughout, well, yesterday as well as today? To tell you the honest truth, Ashraf, you must include yourself as people who are part of the pushback as well, that they, I feel nothing. Okay. I feel absolutely nothing by people who are misled and then they're reacting to things that do not exist. So they must get proper information so that they can react properly to okay. what we say in Parliament and engage the content of the issue that we raise that let us reaffirm like the did Okay, we, I'm going to get to Eunice in just a second, right. Uh, no, okay, Eunice, go, go ahead. What do you want to say? Not fair, Ashraf. Look, very quickly. This isn't about Ismail Momonia. This is fundamentally about the EFF and where they are stuck in a rut as they are. It's racist populism. That's what they're doing, right? It's nothing Marxist about them. We can engage in a separate debate. But yeah, it is. It's for national... He's right about some of the things about Ismail Momonia. And in fact, National Treasury and the Department and the Ministry should attend to that, right? But... He cannot decide for the executive who appears here. We can merely recommend to the executive those things can be addressed. But here it is. In the public domain this afternoon, Paulie van Veek and Marion Tan have written an article pointing mm-hmm. to why they think the EFF is focusing on Momoniat in particular. And I think Mr. Shivambu, since it's in the public domain, should reply to that. And so he has a lot to answer for, not the committee. Okay. Uh, Floyd responded that a lot of that, uh, we don't have enough time for that, accepting that I, I, the, the, the I, suggestion I, is I it's personal. Respond, yeah? I don't respond to fake news. Uh, I know is all of that I, fake I, news? I said, I, said, I said in the committee that I rely on primary sources information. If there's an issue that they're going to do the chairperson, I call him. If there's an issue to do the minister, I call him and send him messages. If there's an issue about the DG, I call them directly. I don't, I don't okay. respond to Floyd, fake news and speculation right. and hearsay. We only entertain primary sources of information. That is how we hold the executive to account. Okay. That is why we do better than the ANC, which is uh, defined by mediocrity and incompetence. All right. Floyd, Yunus Karim said he's, he's got nothing to apologize for. Is there anything you wish to apologize for? There's nothing I want to apologize for. Absolutely nothing. Okay. Is there any final word? You've got 20 seconds to wrap up. Floyd, you go. Look, the National Treasury must be reclaimed to, to, uh, to be a democratic institution and the African leadership must be affirmed. The DG must be the one that comes to account on National Treasury issues. The minister must come to account on National Treasury issues. It must not be one individual who has been there since 1995 and wants to still cling to power and wants to micromanage the department. So the National Treasury must be reclaimed from one individual and given to the people of South Africa through democratically elected leadership. Okay, Yunus Karim, you've got 30 seconds. Wrap up. Agreed, agreed, agreed. There should be more representativity within Treasury and the committee. They're addressing that. But we'll put this to you, right? It doesn't justify what happened. And there are broader issues here. The, the EFF is in a rut. They're retreating to a very narrow Africanism that's inconsistent with Marxism. As much as African leadership... And the national question is crucial to the socialist struggle. This is a very right-wing populism that's surfacing, and we have to deal with it. Not about Momonyad. It's about the EFF okay. and the way they've been behaving for the last This is where I'm, I'm going to leave it. Yunus Karim, thank you for your, for your time. Uh, Floyd Shivamo from the EFF, appreciate your time. The show is called The Viewpoint, and we've certainly heard views, and you'll be the judge on who's saying what around that issue. Let's get the news now. It's 9 o'clock.